0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 26 of Fly Cool Shit. Uh, Before we get started with the show, just wanted to give a quick heads up that the last couple minutes of the uh, podcast were uh, met with some technical issues. Uh, Christian's headphones uh, had the battery die and so uh, he had to take them off and communicate with us for the last couple minutes without headphones and uh, just left a little bit of feedback in the uh, podcast as um, you could hear our voices being recorded through his microphone um, the whole interview is fine. It's just the uh, the last couple of minutes as we were trying to sign off there. Anyway, without further ado, let's start the show.
1: Welcome to Fly Cool
0: Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot. You're
2: clear to enter the box. Smoke on.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 26 of Fly Cool Shit. Our episode, or our podcast, Petro, is six months old.
1: I know, it's like what stage of baby is that? I always forget. I don't know. Toddler?
0: Oh, after, after birth, I was going to say it's second trimester, but that would be before birth.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the after birth is a whole nother thing, right? That's a whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I actually wasn't involved with, like when my kids were born, my wife had a C-section and then um, we got pregnant right away because I'm such a stud and- Look um, at you. Look at you. So you can't deliver naturally, Uh, you have to have another C-section if it's within like a certain amount of years. Yeah. So. You know, it was like, you know, I didn't peek behind a curtain or anything like that. Um, I love that we're talking about this, by the way, on an aviation podcast. Um, Everybody's so had like, the sheet what up. the hell? And it was just as I was taught when I was in like first grade, like, oh, there's a baby. It just gets handed Somehow. to you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. there's a pretty baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was um, I didn't feel a thing. It was very pleasant on my end. That's nice. And uh, yeah, no, nobody talks topic.
0: about not, nobody talks about um pregnancy being the hardest on husbands you know it um, is i mean it's, it's, it's a rough deal but yeah, yeah we just yeah six six months old uh we had a little six month old you know that we're just
1: how was your uh how was your birthday for your little girl
0: she loved it man like uh we have the best kids she requested we're like do you want to like a gift or do you want a trip and of course it's like you know mom and dad are like pick the trip pick the trip uh oh, so 100%. she picked um weekend in carmel Which for those who know, she picked
1: toys, but we said trip.
0: Yeah, yeah. She picked she picked she picked a bicycle, but fuck that.
1: Um, Fuck that shit.
0: Yeah. Uh, No, she picked a weekend in Carmel, and uh, there's like daddy needs a vacay.
1: Yeah,
0: man. COVID. I'm getting a little stir crazy. Screw your bike. We're gonna go hang out by the ocean. It was great. She loved it. You know, it was cold for the beach, but you know they have like a heated pool there and hot tubs and a little hiking stuff and good food. they we all love it there they love it usually we go to the monterey bay aquarium which is like a really amazing aquarium there but it's closed yeah. down due to covid so uh but it's you know it's well, we chill it's a nice getaway
1: well, we have a guest that's that's from an exotic location i think it's exotic i am so excited i'm so excited i mean that would be i would love our guest to come with me to a bar and like use his glorious accent just to help me pick up chicks Well, i'm married and i don't do that anymore but i'm just saying if i was single He'd be, he'd be a wingman. I mean, no pun intended. He'd be the best wingman.
0: <laughs>
1: that's because he's a good formation pilot. And a for, that's a double. That is a double pun. Yeah. It's an aviation. And he's also one of the best uh, formation pilots in in the world, I would say. I mean.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Former Chilean Air Force. Former team leader of the Halcones. Works, uh, former Red Bull Air Race pilot. Current game composites employee Christian Bolton welcome to the podcast
3: hey guys Uh thank you I'm flattered I don't know who (laughs) who you're talking to but I mean yeah I saw I I think I mean yeah I would like to to know that guy also I mean it sounds cool uh, yeah thank you yeah thank you for the invitation I'm I'm really well we'll go out
1: drinking one time
3: yeah yeah yeah. of course yeah so if you can tell us all this yeah how he learned all all that stuff right that would be cool to hear Especially he made it up in his topics. head,
0: you know, but it's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's
3: okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just I didn't know. Road. I, I got to be day,
1: honest. Yeah. I've already, I've already learned something in the first ten seconds. You were so you were the team leader of the Halcones?
3: Oh yes, I did two tours with the team. Um, that uh, is the awesome. First one was five years. I was the, and then I went back to fly jets. Then I came back as a fly leader on uh, two thousand twelve, and I spent Jeez. two and a half years. So yeah, it's, so I was not expecting that, but it was really cool to go back to the team and of course be responsible for, uh, to be there, post there. That was a cool job, a lot of work. But yeah, cool. it was fun. And
1: you were flying the midwings or the Ls all the time?
3: Uh, no, I mean when I my first tour was in, I uh, started in 2002, and that was the last year we used uh, the midwing. Actually, I was the last pilot to be trained in the midwing. Uh, I oh, did wow. my basic training in the team. And then like after six months, we got the 300 Ls and we swapped to the 300 L by the end of the season. So in 2013, we started flying the, sorry, in 2003, we started flying the, the 300 L until and, oh, actually cool. today. And now they are switching to GameBirds.
0: I was just going to say that you guys, the, or the Halcones held that lineage uh, from 2003 all the way up to now, right? Basically now, uh, they're tra- the transition to the GB1, right?
3: Yes, with the 300L, yes, from 2002 until, yeah, 2021.
0: How beat up are those airplanes right now? <laughs> I would uh, love they, are
3: to... they're, they are in amazing shape. I mean, the team takes super care about those airplanes. We Sure. I mean, it's, uh, well, uh, we need to understand it's an Air Force uh, style management and maintenance. So we are super strict with uh, the way we take care of those planes. They, they go through a pain process. Every a couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, if you get close to them, you will see that they look pretty good, actually.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. They must get, you know, probably the equivalent of a thousand hour, like every couple of years.
3: Yes, I mean, the older pens, they have, I think they are close to uh, 2,500 hours. Okay, that's not too bad. No, that's not bad. I think one has close to 3,000. Yeah, but they're in great shape, actually. Very I'm cool.
1: assuming that the, the 300, the extra 300 L is probably better for formation just cause, of some visibility issues, but would you like flying more? Cause we just spoke about this This is a big topic on Facebook, whether you, people like the extra 300 midwing or the extra 300 L.
3: Yeah. The, the midwing was a like, I I mean, both airplanes were great for formation, uh, for what the team, uh, needs, uh, in terms of an airplane to fly formation. Um, the 300 L keeps the energy better. Uh, during the maneuvers um, yeah. but the 300l on the team is a four blade prop so it stops uh not not as fast as the three blade prop and that was uh we have some uh i mean some funny stories when we start switching <laughs> from the midwing to the to the 300l because we were so used <laughs> to that huge mt3 uh, blade prop that it was like a huge speed break and uh, yeah. Yeah, and normally the team is really fast in rejoining and the first couple of times i mean you can see everybody doing some crazy overshoot and calling <laughs> the radio overshooting <laughs> on the rejoins yeah Yeah, I man that was great but um, that's yeah the 300l definitely keeps more energy in some of the maneuvers uh, but both planes were great for formation
1: Ah, oh, that's cool how yeah, did so extra, how does it... they make a good product
0: oh yeah yes they do how did um how did the transition uh go from extra to game bird
3: uh you mean for the Chilean team
0: yeah was it just was it just you know kind of time to make a decision on a new airplane and the gb1 fit the bill or like what i guess what what may what was the um the deciding factor to make a change from extra to the game bird and then you know what kind of criteria is the team looking for in 2021 to you know move their performance forward because obviously um that the, the Halcones, it's a big and big long term investment to to get new airplanes. I mean, the, yes, the last one yes, was almost so right. 20 years. Um, so yeah, it's I mean, obviously, you know, a big decision.
3: Yeah. Normally, the team, um, the team used to change the, the planes every 10 to 11 years. Uh, for example, the team started in 1980 with the uh, pits, then after 10 years on 1990, they went to the mid wing, and then in 2002, they went to the 300 300- rail. So the idea was to change the planes every 10 years just because uh maintenance uh cost starts to go up once sure. you start flying more right so the air force can resell those planes and put some money over and buy new airplanes at the end it's, it's cheaper for the air force uh but of course it's always about budget and decision making the air force at one time decided to uh to hold the the, the, the change of the airplanes and well and actually this that's why they decided to change it in 2000, I think. Well, we, the project started in 2014 when actually I was a team leader.
2: Oh, and, wow.
0: Um,
1: oh, wow!
3: So, yeah, it took a little bit longer, you know, bureaucracy is everywhere. Uh, and that's, that's one problem. <laughs> I mean, government sure. issue is always an issue. So yeah, yeah the team definitely. went out there. Uh, the first criteria for the team was to find a, a certified airplane. So at that point was uh, the extra uh, out there. It was the 330LX. Uh, the Extreme Air was so, also running at that time. Uh, and Game Composite was uh, uh, just it's starting, so it was also part of the, like the, the options for, for look, uh, to define the airplane at the end. And yeah. um, and then the Air Force decided to do a, a, a qualification test for all airplanes regarding range, performance, and a, I mean a huge list of things. And well, and then finally the, Air- the Air Force decided to go with the, uh, Gamer. So, um, now they are, they are in the middle. I mean, they're starting the process to stop stopping the extras and switching everything to the GB one.
0: Okay.
1: That's I gotta be cool. honest. I love, 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 love the bird. but we're going to get into that later. Um, I'm a huge like Mark's an extra fanboy I love I'm, I think I'm a game bird fanboy
0: honestly I, it, for for an airplane I've never flown I, I think I'm a game bird fanboy I, in fact the the halcons new scheme is gorgeous um, Yeah. yeah the planes it.
3: look really beautiful yes. they really
0: do yeah. and it look and and the gb1 looks really good in that scheme you know obviously certain paint schemes fit certain airplanes you know in different yes, ways and you are that's right. a really yes. befitting fa- uh, paint scheme um for the game bird i'm I'm super excited to see it I'm I don't think I'm I'm in general more excited for uh, an airplane manufacturer more than Gamebird right now.
3: Yeah, we're doing uh, very good things here. So we're really proud of what we are right now. So it, it's good. Yeah. It's good to see the airplanes out there flying. Yeah. 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 And with beautiful paint scheme. So yeah, it's good.
1: Awesome. It, so we got to backtrack because we we just jumped like a thirty year time lap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there
3: it is. Yeah, from, yeah, 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 that's right. yeah, Almost twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're really good at this podcast, though.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, oh my god, my my brain is just flooding with stuff right now. Um, yeah, back to the Halcone. So, team leader is that did you guys do it like the jet teams like really air force or military style where a lot of briefs um training you know two hops a day stuff like that and uh yes was it was it enjoyable i mean looking back i'm sure you could say it was it was a phenomenal time but did it feel like work back then because it seems like it's you know it's you have a job it's more of a job at that point right
3: yeah, I mean, it, it is your job. I mean, for the Chilean team and probably for all demo team, it's a full-time job. Um, and you spend a lot, a lot of days uh, out home if, in case you're married. If you're single, well, I mean, you don't care, right? You just grab your bag and you go. But uh, yeah. yeah, when you have a house and your wife and kids are behind you, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's always a, it's a good, it's a big effort. Uh, and for the Chilean team, yeah, it's a full-time job. I mean, it's an Air Force-style team. It means the... Uh, proper briefing for every type of flying, uh, proper training uh, course, uh, induction. um, It has a a normal induction process. Um, And one big difference, for example, that let's say we can compare with the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels here in the US uh, is that the new pilot will always be the solo pilot in the Chilean team. Uh, which is not okay. the, what normally happens here with the, uh, Thunderbirds or the blue angels. Yeah. The reason why is that is because since the Chilean team doesn't use jets, they're using a fully unlimited aerobatic airplane. It's difficult to control the information flying. So they try to keep the mm-hmm. new guy as far as, as possible from the formation team. So the guy yeah. can learn <laughs> properly and he can, he can have more time and space to, to control the flight and control the airplane. And then after a year. Uh, the guy will go into the diamond formation if I mean, oh, cool. he was, it will be always depending on what the team's, uh, requirements or in terms of, uh, pilot. Um, so yeah, that's how more or less the team, um, uh, um, goes with the pilot inside the, the training syllabus. Mm.
0: How, how are pilots, um, how's the selection process and, and the rotation done, um, uh. If I remember correctly, I think the Blue Angels is like a two-year rotation or something like that. Yes. Um, is that similar for the Halcones or, or do pilots stay on longer? How, how does uh, that work? Uh,
3: yeah, we stay longer. I mean, the the minimum time is four years. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And people can stay up to six. Um, and the reason why it's longer is because the team gets pilot not only from fighter jets, airplanes, uh, also from heli- helicopter pilots and transport uh, airplanes. So actually the team loves to have different uh, pilots from different areas. Um, and, and, and it's a voluntary unit. So you need to apply to be part of the team. It's uh, okay. a normal process from physical evaluations, uh, theory, psychological, to see if, you, if your personality matches the guys who are inside the team. Of course, you have an interview with the boss, the team boss, and then the team uh, invites you to like a, some kind of a training camp for a couple of days so you can see the type of flying. You can fly the extra with a couple of guys. Uh, you can So the, the, the guy who's trying to get into the team can understand how is the philosophy of the team and what is the guy going to do for the next four years of his life. Uh, and then if he likes it, and if, if uh, and if, um, if he managed to go through the process well at the end the team will, will select the guy so that's more or less um the process for the team so but it's always a voluntary unit so you need to apply for that mm-hmm.
0: okay oh wow. what was what was the reason for it um you guys are sticking with the two-seat theme is that is that because of the training environment in which you guys have to uh stand up new pilots and this this constant kind of rotating in and rotating out and, and training environment or is there another reason for um, a two-seat airplane specifically
3: yeah one one of the reason is specifically that i mean it's uh, if you keep uh, all the planes uh, like a two-seat uh, airplane um, you don't have any maintenance issue you can grab any airplane every day even if one is in, in a big inspection and you can do training um, normally the, the the training in the team is uh, with the flight instructor Flying with the student in the same airplane, so you need a 2 seat airplane. Sure. Uh, and having all the airplanes as a two-seat version will help that. Uh, also, when the team moves around the country, uh, they can fly with a technician or somebody from support. So it, it helps in in terms of logistic uh, moving a team ar- around with I don't know 50 people and all the logistic uh, back. It's, uh, yeah, it's a huge logistic process. So it, it helps in a way to move the airplanes around. Mm-hmm. That so makes that's sense. the reason why <laughs> the, the team goes for a two seat, uh, option.
0: That makes sense. Is there a transport that accompanies the airplane, uh, or how, how, how do you guys get ground gear and equipment around to, uh, to the shows during the season?
3: Yeah. The team has a couple of, uh, trucks, uh, like a fuel track. A, I mean, the team has his own fuel track, a couple of, uh, big trucks to move people and cargo um, and uh, and normally sometimes they use a, a couple of uh, uh, like a Cirrus uh, for personal and sometimes we, the team uses a C-130 or a CASA 212 depending on where they're going and if the team goes overseas uh, they disassemble the airplanes they put it inside a C-130 up to five extras can fit in a C-130 nice. and and then they fly the airplanes. I don't know uh, to the U.S. or Europe. I mean, where, whenever the team has to go.
0: Wow! Oh, has the team awesome. performed in in the U.S.?
3: Yes, uh, it performs a couple of times, but they haven't been here for oh, for a long time. Uh, the last time the team was here was for the 50th anniversary of the United States Air Force. Uh, there was a big air show at Nelly's Air Force Base, and I think that was '97. Okay. Um. So, so that was the last time. Yeah. We wow. were invited to Oshkosh in 2014, but, uh, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't make it. So. Wow. That I would be something can, to see. They can, Yeah. It would be great to have the team back here. That will be cool.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's crazy. So what'd you do after, after you were team leader of Halcones and everything like that, and you, um, you were done with that, did you come to the United States then? Cause weren't you flying in, in Florida for something?
3: Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, stopped flying in the team in, uh, well, December, 2014. And then I moved to the U S in 2016. Um, and I, uh, well, actually my, my family still is in, is in Florida. Uh, we moved to Vero beach, Florida, where flight safety academy oh, yeah. is based. Yeah. Um, and I was working for a company, that provides absolute recovery training for flight safety. So we were, we were doing all the absolute recovery training for the commercial pilots there, uh, future airline pilots and all the spin endorsement for the CFIs. And uh, so, yeah, that, that kept me busy during the week. And, and then at the same time I started racing for our Red Bull. So I was doing, yeah, how'd you
1: get involved with that? How, so how, Tell me about like, did you get a phone call? Did you apply? Like how you, you first went to the Challenger series, right?
3: Yes. Well, I met, oh, cool. uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Peter Bessinger. Um, yeah. Never not personally. Him. No? Okay. Well, he's, a, he's an amazing person. I mean, if you have the chance to meet him, I mean, you will love him. He's, he's an amazing character. Jeff really. is being an
0: ass. He knows, he knows who Peter Bessinger is. <laughs> He's okay. being a huge was, ass right now. Oh, I thought he. Well, I
1: thought he knew. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, he's famous. <laughs> he's like you. He's famous.
3: Well, Peter used to used to compete a lot in the US during the 80s. Here, and uh, he's from Hungary. Um, yeah. And he's he's the guy who designed the concept behind Red Bull Air Race. Um. So he went and presented this idea to Red Bull, and they started working in 2002. Well, the first race was in 2003, and I met. Peter in Chile in 2004 when he was uh, doing some um, demo flights for Red Bull and oh, well, cool. I was aware I was aware of the race and I, I was trying to get in and say no we'll, I don't know we will see whatever so I was always following the races and well destiny uh, sometimes uh, gives you opportunities and then in 2012 um, we were doing some uh, a test for like a, a G suit for aerobatic pilots um, because the Air Force had an idea to have this G-Suit for the team and well, and it turns out that Red Bull um, used to have a, a, a G-Suit for the master's pilot in the Red Bull Air Race series. So I got in contact with them and say, hey, I'm, I'm from Chile, I, need to, I would like to see the, the, the flight. So yeah, come to Austria. So I went there, I did a couple of tests. Wow. And the guys were just uh, relaunching the, they were thinking about doing the relaunch of the series. So they, con- they saw my profile and they say, Hey, we believe that you may, uh, feel this, uh, prospect that we're looking at this type of pilot. And I, we would like to invite you to a training camp to see if you can, if you can handle this kind of flying and stuff. So I said, sure. Why not? Of course. You were like, and hell yeah. yeah. So yeah, I called my <laughs> wife. Uh, hey, I got this. So she said, yeah, sure. Just go, man. I mean, that's what you have been looking for like 15 years so Let's go. <laughs> that and that's awesome. how I got involved. And, um, so I went to Abu Dhabi for the first race, which was in 2014. And I did my first training camp there. And the guys who said, was in okay. your
1: training camp with you, uh,
3: well, it, it was everybody from the master because that's that. Was, that Abu Dhabi 2014 was the first race for the relaunch of the series.
0: That was back, Yeah. When they came back. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. So we spent like 15 days in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, mm. well, probably somebody from the UAE will, will be mad at me, but we went into <laughs> a, a place Nobody called Rasal Al Kaima, which is like a huge airport in the middle of the desert. And so they, they set up a training camp and we start flying there. And That's so awesome. all the master guys were there and on the challengers, they were uh, Peter Kopstein, Mika Bråjo, uh, François Lebot, uh, um, uh, Daniel Rifa from Sweden. Uh, he's really Halim. good. Yeah, huge yeah, names. Really yeah. Good. So and and I was there too. So we start flying the three thirty LX, and we did a training camp. And the the guys say, okay, good job. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll contact you. And I came back to Chile. Then like a month later, they contact me and say, okay. You need to go to a second training camp. So I went to ah, Slovenia geez. in April. Uh, and then they say, okay, you're good. You're in, here's your super license. Welcome to Red Bull Everest. And that's how I got involved. Ah, so awesome. it was, it was really cool. I had so much fun flying in the track and, um, uh, they, they used, uh, you have coaches which, which were former race pilots. So they, they drive you, uh, during the whole process, they teach you how to fly through through the gates safety things and yeah so it was a it's, it was a really really cool experience you know
0: what was doing that was that paul bonham and um uh who, uh, who are the,
3: co- the coaches you mean yeah uh, yeah at that point no paul was was full in racing so the coaches oh, were you. steve jones at that time which is uh was in charge of the of the challenger series uh Schott shot from germany uh sergey uh from um from Russia, uh, Mike Mangle, uh, of course. Uh, he was oh, also yeah. there. And um, yeah, those three were in charge of us. So they were our babysitters. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: so, you know what's crazy is, um, from what I understand, when you're in the Challenger series, um, in order to graduate, I guess, don't you? you have to hit a pylon, correct?
3: Yes, exactly. So, so, so the first thing before they teach ask you is how to that, fly that, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: So, like, I think that's one of the biggest understatements of what you guys had to do. Like, can you, like, it's so easy to be in the hangar or just hanging out with aviation buddies and talking about, yeah, you said a pylon, no big deal, but to be in an airplane and be like, I'm gonna go hit something, yeah, it's weird. fucking crazy. So, that what sounds was the is like extremely unnatural, yes, yeah, it is. tell me about the, the first time you had to do
3: that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because the first time. I mean, the first time I went in my my first training camp, the first thing I did, okay, just go out there and do a couple of uh, aerobatic sequence. They asked me to do spins and stalls and stuff and flick rolls, whatever, okay. And then they allow me to go and fly over the pylons. Okay, cool, really really nice, they look big. And then as soon as you start getting closer, that doesn't look too big. They are small, you're close to the ground. And then they teach you how to fly through the gate. And in the last flight, they tell you, okay, now, take off and hit that gate over there. And you say what? (laughs) Yeah, just take off and hit that gate with your right wing. All right. So I went there, I put the pylon like in the middle, just in front of my nose. And I went directly to the, to the pylon and believe it or not, I didn't hit it at the first time. I just before, just before I was going to hit the pylon, I, I banked left and I went through to the left because it was a natural. I was just going to say, it's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Everybody, and, yeah, nobody talks crazy. about
1: how fucked up it is. And you're like 15 yeah. off the ground, and like everybody. Yeah. To me, the, <laughs> I think the most amazing thing, and I've said it on this show before, the most amazing thing that I've ever seen in an airplane is when Paul Bonham hit that pylon; it wrapped it around his wing, and it, oh, man, yeah, that you was know, crazy, and yeah, he lost all the lift, and like yeah. right off the deck, and he's so smart, you know, push and, and get out of it like yes. no big deal. But that was. I think if that anybody um hasn't deal. seen it look it up it was fucking incredible.
0: No and, um, and the and how uh extraordinary that was it was so understated by everybody. I mean there's yeah. just no way to describe how impressive that was. There's been some really really impressive pylon hit recoveries but that was by, I mean I think that's the 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 craziest one I've seen as a spectator. Yeah. yeah I and I don't mean
1: to I don't mean to be a jerk saying this but I think that some of the other pylon hits or near misses quote unquote um, I think there was a little bit of luck, maybe. Um, but Paul, I mean, that was all talent. I mean, if it, if he, oh, of course, you know, yes. you know, any a lot of other people that you know that that would have been devastating. But oh no, my God, right. that was just yeah. that was just incredible.
3: It was, yeah. And uh, and at that time, the pile of material was different from the ones that we were running in 2014 to 2019. Uh, the material was uh, thicker. So every time you hit those pylon, you lost immediate, I mean, immediately your stall speed can be 20 knots faster. So Jeez. your airfoil change it completely. So get rid of that material was really, really difficult. And, uh, so I can imagine being upside down with, a, I mean, almost an the entire wing covering that material. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that, those, that was crazy. Um, it was
1: kind of cool. I mean, not cool, but crazy, whatever you want to call it. But I remember watching the early days of Red Bull and like, you know, a piece of fabric would get stuck around their wing, which again is yeah. another unnatural thing to be flying around with. Like, can you imagine yeah. just going and, and anyway, but then they would do like a tail slide to get it off, which I thought was cool. But yes. then I'm like, what happens if it wraps around the prop? You know, there's like, I'm like thinking like there's so many ways for this to go wrong. And it's yeah, really exactly. incredible that Red Bull, you know, it was, I mean, I don't know if you could say unscathed because there were a couple things, but For the most part, you know, it was I mean, there was never a fatality,
0: which is like really uh, that's a huge uh, feather in the cap to everybody involved. Yes. You know, those are and it's not to say that uh, obviously the the pilots um, that were involved are some of the best in the world. But the um, I mean, the stakes are so high there, you know, sometimes, you know, all the skill in the world can't pull you out of a a weird situation. And I mean, there was some real I mean. Um, there were some real real close calls, but you yes, know they were um to the credit but, of Red uh, Bull mean, and the tail of the pilots, like it that you know, no fatalities yeah, I mean, the,
3: the The goal was always safety. Um, they uh, their organization uh, put so much money to develop uh, safety and safety equipment and improve the pilot. that's that's why they they decided to remove a couple of gates from the f- uh, first series to the new one um they went up uh, five meters on the pylons somebody can say well five meters nothing yeah but i mean uh, it increased the safety margin a little bit and of course that's that's what at the end you you, you look for right i mean to still have a, a good sport but be safe as as much as possible um yeah. do you think the, Air, do you the think that Red getting Bull? getting faster sorry
1: yeah now I was saying with the safety talk do you think that red bull you know outside of you know the obvious uh financial issue of of the mm-hmm. air race. Do you think that Red Bull was, you know, imagine them in the boardroom, whatever you want to call it, and saying, like, you know, like, hey guys, we've been doing this for, I guess, how many years? 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, it's been impressive. We've, you know, unscathed again, you know, and like, I think it's time maybe we count our blessings. You think that went into it a little bit? Because it is, it's very, um, it is risky. I mean, there's no doubt about it.
3: Yes, there is a big risk involved. I mean, when we all knew um, there was a risk involved, but uh, I mean, I can say everybody in the briefing room was super professional, and yeah, we were all taking care of each other and helping us. And yeah, I mean, the pilots were flying; they were the guys were good. And yeah, I mean, maybe that could be a reason, but uh, I mean, I can say that everybody was putting the Biggest effort to keep it as safe as possible, and enjoying at the same time because it was amazing. I mean, uh, the sense, the feeling of being able to fly in the track is wow. For me, it's the best thing that I've ever done so far. It's good. It's really cool. That's awesome. aviation. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. I mean, I never got to see it live, but I've heard that if it was there a lot, when you see it live, it was incredible. Like it,
0: it was incredible. I I was fortunate to see it in San Diego. Uh-huh, once okay. and San Francisco twice. Oh,
2: that's
0: um, cool. oh my gosh! I I was a huge, huge Red Bull fan. I'm and I'm, I want to get into to uh, World Championship Air Racing, which is the you know the um, reincarnation of it. Um, you
1: were just like jumping your guns forward, man. You were no, just I, like I, I'm
0: eager I'm to pacing. go. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm pacing.
1: Um, so what are your reti- but, what are your retirement plans, Christian? <laughs>
3: I don't know, man.
1: Uh, where do you <laughs> see yourself in 20 years?
3: Oh, uh, Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Um uh,
0: so. Yeah. I day. love you, Mark.
3: You're okay. the best.
0: No, I, um, um I, I want to, I want to I talk, obviously. I mean, we could talk about Red Bull, like for the entire podcast. Um, what? Let's do it. Well, so was <laughs> that, what was your ultimate, what was your, um, you know, in terms of, a career as a pilot obviously you've already achieved so much before that point i mean you achieved a career's worth you know a lifetime worth of uh of accolades already then um was red bull was red bull on your radar before you got the call or what were what was kind of the path you were going down or what direction did you want to go
3: um i mean uh when red bull Airways started i was i always wanted to be part of that to be honest uh but for me, being in Chile, South America, far away from that, I said, "Man, it's gonna be impossible." But destiny showed me, slapped me in the face, said, "Well, man, that was it was possible." Um, so um, when I was in uh, the air force, because I, I mean, I was working on, on the Chilean air force. I mean, my goal was to be part of the Chilean demo team, to be part of the Halcones, and. And once I got there, I, I said, oh, I can stay here forever. <laughs> I love aerobatics. I love formation flying. And then when uh, my time was close to retirement to get out of the team, and said, wow, what i am going to do now? So I started looking around options to try to build a, a civilian team in my country and try to keep staying uh, close to aerobatics and and that's my goal. I mean, if I can stay flying aerobatics forever, that would be great. And I'm, I'm really fulfilled with that. Uh, I still to jets, y- jets. It's fun, but aerobatics is the best. It's the coolest stuff, ever.
1: Yes. Agreed. That's cool. Do you still have your edge?
3: Yes. Yes. Oh my it's in god! Where uh, is it? California, in Redlands Airport, in Los Angeles area, San Bernardino.
0: If you ever need somebody time? to uh, visit the airplane and, <laughs> and wipe it down and fly it, I'd be happy to.
3: Yeah, of course. How far there. away I mean, is that from you?
0: Uh, gosh. It's I mean, that's Southern California. I'm in Northern California, but it's not. I mean, ah, OK, you know,
1: that's a. It's if it, that if it's away. outside. Yeah. If it's outside the Bay Area, Mark won't go. That's not true. <laughs>
3: he's, he's strictly <laughs> okay. a Bay Area snob. Ah, OK. OK. <laughs> yeah, And it's not happened. an extra. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. The pain is there because uh, uh, Takashi Nishimura, which was my technician at the races, he lives in Redland and oh, so okay. so when we came back i mean we set a, a a maintenance uh um area there so every time we stop the season between the seasons we we move the plane there we do a cup some maintenance and then we prepare the airplane for the next season so when the when we stopped in 2019 uh yeah the plane came back and and actually i haven't flown the airplane in a while so i'm i'm, I'm missing it I, I would like to go shame there. on you Shame, on yeah, you. I know, I know, I know, but I'm mean, really busy. Yeah. <laughs> Any I plans really to bring it, it? to? love the paint scheme. I will go there in a couple oh, yeah. of weeks, so. Uh,
0: I'll post
1: some yeah. pictures.
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah, of I course. would love to
0: see it. Any yeah. plans so to bring it to uh, Bentonville?
3: Yes, I okay. want to do a race with a gamer. So.
0: Ooh. Uh, oh, nice! I want to
3: bring it here. <laughs> yeah, I will try to bring it for summer. Um, now the weather is getting better here. Still cold. For me, I mean, I come from Florida. Guys. I was just so, gonna say, yeah. like, it's like probably colder mostly. <laughs> yeah, like two mo- uh, weeks ago, this uh, here, there was like minus 30 Fahrenheit. I mean, that's insane. I mean, nobody can live with that. No, no. It needs you to be, don't like, go warm. outside. No, exactly. Yeah, but uh, I hate all it of you guys. Just one... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. I
1: don't even yeah. wanna, I'm leaving. <laughs> <Walking out laughs> enjoy, enjoy your yeah, snow petro uh, yeah,
2: exactly. Oh oh, yeah, but I, I was gonna go to bring flying them. today,
1: and then like I opened the door, like I literally like opened the hangar door, and a little bit of like cold air hit me, and I just closed it. <laughs> like, <"Nip, laughs> <nip." was> <laughs> You know, I was like all pumped, and then like you know, it's got that big latch, and then it's like you open it, and then it's just just getting slapped in the face with. Oh, I hate oh, it. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about some fun stuff. You know, you guys can pick on me all you want. I don't give a shit. Um, (laughs) So how... Hey, Chris. (laughs) Hey, guys. Um, Hey. So the Edge, you've flown so many cool aerobatic airplanes, and it seems like some of the guests that we have on and the people that Mark and I have spoken to, you know, privately Uh or just on the side, they love the Edge for aerobatics. I haven't flown an Edge. I need to, but my, my theory that I've heard from people is that it's very fast and maybe a little bit too fast for, For you know, aerobatic competition.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a fast airplane. Yes. I mean, you need to think about how to manage the speed inside the box. Yeah. It is fast, but it's, I mean, uh, the flight controls are amazing. Um, they, they are super well harmonized and yeah, I mean, you can do whatever. I mean, it is, you sit on the airplane and you feel so good on the cabin. Yeah. Um, the way that the, the, you transmit your inputs in the flight controls, I mean, it's, it's really neat. It's a, it's a beautiful design, but it's fast. So yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, besides doing good maneuvers. Yeah. You need to, uh, be very, um, very precise with, uh, how do you handle the, the, your energy inside the box? Yeah. Well, the box is always Sorry. small, right?
1: yeah it's it gets it smaller every small. year it seems yes. <laughs> every <Exactly>. year <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess we could but, talk uh, about the new uh wc what's the uh, hyphen for it wcar
3: you uh, what
1: car yes What car, what
3: car. world championship air racing are so exactly.
0: are you um what are you so okay there's there's just so many things surrounding it what do you love to know your thoughts on 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 wc you know world championship air racing standing up uh you know kind of a obviously they're bringing in the right people it seems like and um they have funding and and they've purchased the rights which would mean i would imagine like the intellectual property stuff and safety equipment all that stuff that red bull is is kind of pioneered um are you in talks with them uh, what are your thoughts on it and are you uh are you planning on racing
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, World Championship Air Racing is a company, uh, they have capitals from China and the UK. Uh, They started, uh, I mean, the idea uh, became a reality uh, very close to the last race in uh, Japan in 2019. Um, So actually, uh, these guys started talking to us back then, to all the guys who were flying at Red Bull Air Race. And, but of course, we, due to COVID, every, it was a big pause uh, last year. So they were, this, this guy decided to, to keep us in the loop and they start talking about uh, what, what was the project. And basically the project is to, is to continue um, the race setup from Red Bull Air Race, um, more or less the same technical uh, requirements in terms of airplanes, same kind of tracks, uh, same uh, kind of uh, uh, telemetry system so it's I mean probably you will gonna see uh, the same type of uh, flying characteristic from Red Bull Air Race until they want to until they jump to an electric uh, engine which is one of their main goals for the world championship air racing um, I think they want to go electric in like 2025 or something like that so that's one oh, wow. of the, the biggest goals but initially yes it's, it's the same it's the same setup I know they are in contact with Red Bull for all the logistics, the the barges and pylons and all that technical stuff from hangars. And right now, um, there is a board, I mean, Paul Bonham, which is uh, is part of the board, Uh, Nigel Lamb, which is also a pilot from the UK, which is a former racer, he's also Mm -hmm. part of that, Steve Jones as well. And they're they're gonna have a Challenger class. Um, So it's gonna be very similar to to what red bull uh, created with uh, with the races um right now uh we are talking with the every team is uh, I believe every team is interested in to go back racing uh so uh we are in the middle of the negotiations to see which team will be invited to go back um and which pilot will race so okay. i mean it's great i think it's a great i mean i'm super excited it's a uh, because I I would love to see the the format uh, to be alive again and see racing out there in the world, so yeah, I'm really I'm really pleased to to see that at least one company is trying to bring it back. So that's great. That's great news. It's great news for aviation for me. I mean, that's what I yeah. I, I would like to, to think about. Hmm. So oh, yeah, I couldn't agree good. more.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun to see uh, you know there especially uh, you know with like maybe like the last. Three to four years of Red Bull, the 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 development and honing of j- just a race team and that race style for like that F one style format of you know aerodynamic yes. mods and um you know correct lines through the through the gates and 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 oh, yes. really well, shaving was- down hundreds of the second and, and getting you know bringing in literal I mean experts in in certain fields like whether it's telemetry or you know, yes. um, composites and, and all this kind of stuff. It was really, really fun to see that and, and to see the the developments of like the MXSR and the, um you know, what, you know, the Edge 540 V3 and, and obviously all the mods yes. that everybody was doing to them. That was so much fun to see. And that was like one of my, one of the things I think it was the saddest was just like, it, that was such a fun element to see uh, with Red Bull. I
3: mean... And for the teams, I mean, for uh, us, I mean, for me that I was involved, I mean, there was, it was so it was a huge, huge effort because, I mean, everybody was trying to find the correct line. And that's why we hired an engineer that he was just a tactician. The, the guy was always checking your numbers and data from the uh, from the airplane to find the, I mean, a thousandth of a second or a hundred of a second that you can cut at an angle so you can beat the other guy and so it was so so precise i mean uh those vtms i mean they look really cool on the video but i mean when when you were flying the vtm it was really stressful because actually the tactician before you you went out flying uh, the, I remember uh, Rodrigo, which was my taxi and say, okay, now I want you to do the VTM I want you to pull to 11 G's and then go back to eight for two seconds. And then go back to nine and then go back to seven and five. So try to oh, manage that enough. during the flight oh, and, my gosh. and be able to avoid hitting the pilot. So, and then you <laughs> okay. come back after the flight, the guy downloaded the, the data said, Hey, you made a mistake. I mean, you didn't fly anything. What I asked you to do. This <laughs> is shit. Said, yeah. Okay. You go do jump it. Jump on my cabin. Yeah. Hey, you yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you go do it. I mean, fuck. So, That's crazy.
0: So Did that that must super, have gotten exhausting. Super
3: technical. Super yeah. technical. A lot of preparation and yeah, we spent the whole year. and I mean, the whole year was a continuous developing uh, developing of the airplane and changing cowlings and airbox and winglets uh, because. One wiglet will work for one track, uh, let's say Abu Dhabi, but the same will will not work for, I don't know, um, um, Dallas uh, or Indianapolis. So wow, uh, yeah, it was a big effort. But I it's mean, always I exciting. So much, yes.
1: It's so exciting that when the race seasons were just beginning and everybody would show up at the first race and all yes, their mods would be shown, all the
3: new stuff, and uh, yeah. everybody's checking what the other guy has and. Uh, and how we were developing yeah. the airplanes. I mean, and the planes were getting faster and faster and faster. And also yeah. the times between between the teams were getting closer and closer. I mean, in 2005, oh, it could be three seconds, four seconds between one or another guy. And 2019 from the first place to the tenth, there were less than half a second sometimes. That's so it insane. was really, Jeez. really precise. Yeah, it was really cool. And everybody was yeah. doing a good job
0: yeah it's almost like it you know um it's almost as if the 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 series stopped right when it was taking off you oh, know in so yes, many ways yes,
3: in terms of technical evolution i mean yes, we were getting really close i mean we were really high, so it was a shame to see it stop so abrupt uh, yeah it was uh it was good though was that not, everybody kept nice. their
1: everybody kept their race planes, which always yeah. like um Gave it hope and obviously it's coming true um and we all want it to to happen but that was the uh because when red bull you know they made that announcement and it was a shock even to you right
3: oh yes yes i mean like everybody nobody saw it another. coming
1: yeah. yeah which is well kinda,
3: maybe somebody it, but to be honest that was not me uh yeah and that's yeah. actually that's i, I whole... was on vacation i was vacation oh, with my family oh and, and i got an email worst. i'm sorry i woke up and I got an email to, Ooh, okay. This is new. Uh, I was not expecting this email, but okay.
0: Vacation so now see sucks. We
3: go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I throw the phone, but I throw the phone to the water and went back to drink piña colada. I mean, I was in the Caribbean. I, okay. Okay. I will take it's care fine. of that in, in the next week. I don't care. I'll
0: worry now. about it later.
3: Yeah. Exactly. I love
0: your style. I love yeah. it. Yeah, of
3: course. <laughs> Nobody's going to mess with my holidays. No, no, no. Yeah. Just, that's I the problem for high. Christian Bolton for the next week. The, the yeah. <laughs> so if you're so in are a caribbean
1: the caribbean and you see a cell phone yeah, you right? okay, a that's mine
3: yeah well i have it, it used to have a logo on the back so if you if you see my logo yeah probably it was mine But yeah.
1: <laughs> i don't even so know there, where i was going with it. i was going
0: somewhere with that <laughs> well are there um so obviously like the 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 announcement being so abrupt and then You know, the running joke in the aerobatic community was like, oh, you know, everybody wanted Edge 540s. There's going to be a bunch on the market that you got to convert back to. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and that really did not pan out. I mean, um, Kirby sold his spare, but that wasn't really related to anything. Um, I don't remember. I thought. I don't think
1: one race plane ever even made it to market.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: I I think I heard
0: rumors of one, um, but I don't I can't remember one. Do you do you know, Christian?
3: I think Francois was selling one of his uh, because Francois has two. He has a an v V two racer, and a V three. And I th- and at least in two thousand nineteen, he was trying to sell the V two because he, he done he didn't. I mean, he just need one airplane. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, actually, we talk between us. I mean, when we knew that this the race was gonna shut down. We say, okay, there is a, this project that it may go afloat, so just keep the airplanes, don't sell them because if the, I mean, all of us decided to put the planes for sale, I mean, the market value will go down and it, I mean, there was no, yeah. it was not a good timing to go out and start selling airplanes. So yeah, you the almost teams, have to like coordinate, exactly coordinate the market. Specific, <laughs> yes. And also the plane is so, uh, they are so modified for racing that is quite a niche airplane. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, you're either converting really back to, to
0: stock sell. or you're selling an airplane that's almost unsellable. Uh,
3: yes. Yes. I mean, you can, it, I mean, you can do a lot of fun stuff, but, uh, it's, it's basically modified for racing. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. How much mean, does that there, change um, the
0: characteristics to uh, a rat, like a resi style? Sorry, Jeff.
1: No, it's cool. Whatever, uh, man.
3: I mean, yeah, it feels, <laughs> it feels different. I mean, uh, especially when, mean, it's, I mean, I changed all the cowling, turtle deck, canopy, belly pan from my airplane. So I think the only thing that my airplane has from the V2 is actually the fuselet, Uh because we changed the, the size of the ailerons, we put winglets. Um, so, yeah, I mean.
1: How much, Christian, how much money do you think that you've put into your airplane? Uh, and if you don't I, feel comfortable saying, just uh, whisper a it. A lot of money. Oh, yeah,
3: that's <laughs> a lot of money. Do we say I
1: mean, north of north of five hundred thousand?
3: Yeah, maybe. Why not? Oh that wouldn't
1: surprise me. That, that is awesome. I love it. Yeah, just I, I'm looking yeah. at it now online, and I, I the wheel pants look phenomenal. And it's a beautiful turtle, airplane. Beautiful.
3: Yeah, because I mean, it's, every detail. Uh, we were looking for weight because what's the biggest issue? I mean, to make the plane lighter, lighter, lighter as possible. Yeah. Uh, and when we get to that limit, uh, the pilot. Uh, we took all the food out of the pilot so the guy can only drink water and run the whole day. Uh, (laughs) and then, um, yeah, I mean, we were, we were fighting for a gram Oh, let's take a gram here. And if we change the, I don't know, the brake system for this one, we will get 200 grams out of there. And would
1: you, what did it end up weighing at? What was the empty weight?
3: So our racing weight, the maximum was six, seven hundred and two kilos, and that's, I mean, yeah, those planes are around four fifty, four seventy, something like that. Holy crap! Wow! Really light.
0: What was there a was there a specific mod that you guys did to the airplane where as a as a an air show formation and aerobatic pilot, you were just like, this is so wrong. Like mentally I got to (laughs) get like, like, was there like, you know, did they seal up, you know, take out the the wing bladders or, you know, something where like they, you know, the airplane is so um, different from a, a normal aerobatic airplane where you're just like this, this is not right.
3: Yeah. For example, the spades, I mean, we, we, we changed uh, the, the, the side of the spade, the form of the spade from, from normally like, I don't know, uh, the, the mid extra has triangular uh, space and they're big. Uh, if you go and, and start checking the, the race band, you will see this tiny rectangular space and uh, some round, just to change the roll characteristic of the airplane. Um, uh, we tape everything, uh, every hinge, every hole. It has a, a lot of tape so we can control the airflow. Uh, the, yeah. the intakes on the cowling um, uh, I mean, we changed the angles, the, um, the amount of air that we were allowing the airplane, the engine to get in. We were also controlling that. So that's completely wrong from an aerobatic, uh, airplane. I mean, if you yeah. run uh, a race cowling on, a doing aerobatics, I mean, uh, after the first loop, that engine will be like, a 450 CHT. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it was designed for <laughs> racing. Right. You're and, right not for because a bigger inlet means a lot of drag and that's that's bad for racing we need smaller one so how to control the airflow uh, it was a huge huge deal so all those engines have plenum so we can uh, create a a high pressure area over the cylinders and then a low pressure on the exhaust uh, changing the the way of the exhaust there was a limit in the angle of the exhaust as well uh, that was controlled by the uh, technical organization. So yeah, a lot of things that are completely, uh, opposite from aerobatic flying for sure. Uh, is, the wingless are great there... for pulling G's, uh, but in a way they, they mess with your roll rate. Uh, so, um, and, and also they neutralize a, a little bit of your, your, yaw. uh, so those things can, of course, they're not going to be, uh, really good for aerobatics. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, was the idea? Every was change the idea? will create something.
0: Hmm? Sure. Was was the idea for, with the spades? Like, I, I guess the focus would be you know high high centering or as much centering yes. as you can get out of the airplane as possible, without yes, being mean, you know in reducing the snatch. I guess.
3: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's one point. And and everybody was adjusting the fly controls. I mean, it's just like aerobatic, right? You you set up your own, your your aerons as you like and. Um, racing was more or less the same. Um, but I, I mean, you, you need a good center, especially when you cross the gate because you need to be a fly, a wings level. And sometimes you, you spend such a short amount of time to the gate and then you need to go into the turn again that you need yeah. to have that center that can help you to, to find it and then get, get, the, get those aerons moving quickly out of there, um, but also be able to control uh, those aerons at 200 knots so yeah, I mean, some people like it heavier, some other guys like it lighter. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of work involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: Are there, are there any rumors going around? Because it's this uh, this new air race is, seems like it's gonna happen, which is great. Um, yes. And it seems like everybody in the past used EDGES. Are there any airplanes that are in the works besides the uh, Zivco EDGE and the MXSR that could possibly be seen in this air race? you know, maybe to Corvus or obviously maybe a game bird or GB anything two. Getting, uh, thrown around? GB2. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The
3: GB2. Yeah. Why not? Right. Uh, the trans- as far the trans- as I one know. One, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As far as yeah. I know, um, uh, no, no for now. I mean, unless somebody show us with a new airplane, but, uh, um, yeah. I, be- I believe that we're going to see the same edges and are from 2019, um, in the beginning and maybe, uh, in the short period, we can, we will, we, we will be able to see maybe a GV two or, or another airplane. But, uh, I don't think now, I mean, if, if we're, if they're, we're talking about, uh, launching the race, uh, February to 2022, I don't think we're going to see a new airplane right now. Oh,
1: okay. Is so there really no why point?
3: I mean, it, it will take time to develop a race plane. Um, yeah. And we're leaving right now, March 2021, unless somebody already start working on airplane, yeah, I mean, we can see a Corpus, uh, but I mean, to be honest, I I, I don't have any, any, any feedback on that. Mm -hmm.
1: Huh. Interesting. Is there a reason why you didn't go to the MX? Did you, and you went straight to the Zivco? Did you try out the MX at all?
3: Oh, yes. Uh, and I, I mean, there were no MX are out there when I start racing and, and I was able to get an edge. And when I flew the edge, I felt so, I mean, I felt really comfortable in it. Say, so, okay, I like this one and, and I say, okay, I'm going to keep the edge. Yeah. And I think i made <laughs> the right decision. <laughs> I like the edge. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah. And you can mod it. It seems like it's very much, you know, everybody's yes, well, kind of learned from everybody end, else using to, it. To,
3: to be honest, in the beginning, I was not even thinking on that. I was, I was just trying to say, oh, this is a cool airplane. I'm going to look cool here, or I'm going to sit inside see how the plane flies. Oh, both flies great. And, but I felt more comfortable in the edge. And then, uh, when I start thinking about real racing, I say, oh man, I need to start thinking about mods and, uh, and, uh, airbox yeah. and winglets. Oh, I can't do that on the MX. I mean, I can, but uh, I'm, I'm more limited. Okay. So it's good. Yeah. Edge was good. Oh, it was a cool. good solution.
0: So thinking about the Edge and uh have you flown the 330 SC before?
3: Yes, one time.
0: So I'm one it's always been in my mind of why that airplane didn't take off at all in terms of mm-hmm. uh racing. Comparing that to the Edge is is there a reason why you couldn't take an, you know, a 330 SC and and develop a good you know, race program for that airplane like the edges have and and, and do all the mods and, and you know, would it still uh, fall yes, short? I
3: believe so. I mean, uh, they, I mean they they extra design uh, a 300 SR. I don't know if you were familiar. Yeah. Actually, there's a couple of those outside. And and that wing was that's designed what Kevin basically. Coleman has, right? Oh uh, no, that's an S H P. That, that's an S H uh, P, never mind, sorry. Yes, an SR, I think. Uh, you know Martin Shonka from yeah. the Czech Republic. He has an SR and I think, well, I don't know if there is one, another one here in the U S uh, but that was a there race. There was, lane. but
1: I think it got a new wing. I think Bob Freeman ah, had, okay.
3: Yes, yeah, exactly. and then the wing yes. got switches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. the Walter extra designed that wing for, for the races and it was called the 300 SR and, and it,
1: it did well, but there was a problem with turbulent air, right? It just, it really yes, got draggy exactly. and turbulent air. Yes.
3: Mm. And, and at the end, a couple of guys decided to buy it. And so at that time there were edges and the 300 SR. And then everybody went to the SR, uh, sorry, to the edge because it, it, it worked better on the, on the track. And then of course the MXR uh, came out as well. So it was a short uh, life for the SR, I mean, uh, the project. I can't, um, it's not correct that it didn't do well. Uh, I think maybe he needed a little bit more time and development to create a better race plane. Maybe that. Yeah. And that was the, the part that was missing for, for that project. So yeah, I mean, it could, it could work. Yeah. Of course. Why not?
1: Okay. You know, while we're, while we're on the topic of this air racing, um, I think it's great. They're going to do the challenger, you know, the, um, I guess you call it the, uh, the, the farm team type of thing. Is yes. there any, um, any prospects? I mean, who would you, if we were in Vegas right now and you had a, you had to put down money on a challenger, who's going to do well, um, who would be, uh, who would be your pick? Like who's, who's somebody to watch out for? Uh,
3: for the former challenges, you mean from the 2019?
1: I guess, or if you know, anybody new that's coming, ah, I mean, anybody new just in general. Yeah. I mean, I don't or know just... who's
3: in, who is involved there, but I mean, um, uh, well, uh, well, Kevin Coleman was doing a great job. I mean, I flew with him in the Challenger. He's a great pilot. So uh, if he stays in yep. the Challenger, if he moves up, he's going to do a great job for sure. That's guy, that's a guy to watch. Yeah. Um, Especially Sammy being Mason sponsored by Red Bull also, now. Oh, yes. Uh, Sammy Mason was also, uh, he started in the in the Challenger. He was doing a great job as well. Um, Patrick Strass yes, yes, was Sammy. also doing good
1: we had Sammy on the podcast. He's really, um, really enjoyed talking to him. And, yeah. um, you know, he, he flew a couple of the, uh, the races and everything, but he did really well. Yes. And, yes. and, he, and he, he just seems his like
3: first season. So he did yeah. a great, great job. So if you allow him to fly a little bit more on the track, I mean, yeah, definitely. He's going to be a guy to watch for sure.
1: Yeah. That's who I kind of, I, I don't, and then there's, he comes um, back. Yeah, I hope he
3: does. Yeah, he, he's a he very does, precise, though. he was very precise in the track. So, um, in, in, in the beginning, yeah, you can, the first, the first time he flew on the race, you can see he was, uh, using a lot of, uh, aerobatic style, which is, is not for racing Yeah. <laughs> it's the complete oh, sure. opposite, and you, you see right away and we all made the same mistake. But the more you fly in the track at the end, you start changing your the way you fly the airplane for like racing style, which is a little bit different, but yeah, he he did a a very good job. So definitely he's a guy to watch. Yeah.
1: You just finished Red Bull. Now, um, you threw your phone in the ocean. You went back to drinking pina coladas. (laughs) Exactly. You get back from, you get back to your, your, uh, you get back from your vacation and you know, um, from our perspective, you know, cause you know, believe it or not, you have a, you have a big fan base, you know, a lot of people respect you and, and really love your flying. Um, <laughs> you eventually make your way over to game bird, um, which I, I'm just blown away by game bird, but, um, how'd you get in, when did you meet Philip and, and how did that all start?
3: Oh, I met, I mean, I knew Philip who he was for, because I mean, the robotic community is very small, right? Uh, which yeah. on one side is really good because uh, we can be aware of what is going on and who is who. So uh, I was I knew who Philip was and um, and uh, I was aware that he was a starting bird here. So and I visited Game Composite, I think like two or three years ago. Uh, because I wanted to, nice. I wanted to see the the company, and also I met Philip, so we have lunch together, and he showed me the, the game Boy because I, I was I was I wanted to know about what was the GB one. So I was really really impressed what they have here, and oh, that's that. the first time I I, I I met Philip, and then uh, in 2000 uh, by the end of two, 2019, Sean Tucker called me because he was. Uh, working on a new project to, to, to create a, a formation team here in the U S. And so he invited me to, to be part of it and said, yeah, sure. I mean, I would love to, I mean, I love formation. And then during we start talking and then they say, Hey, you know what? We're going to fly game birds in that team. I said, well, oh my that's God. cool.
1: Music to your and ears. Yeah. Yes.
3: So then I came back to uh, game composite. To get trained in the in the game, or just to do a couple of flights and understand a little bit more about the airplane and do some spins and stuff. So I flew so, with Philip again, and and that was really cool. That's how I met Philip, actually.
1: That's awesome. So th- with this whole, that's a really great topic. You know, with this formation team, you know, you you're obviously coming from a very structured and military style background. Um, yes. When you first got to Arkansas at Game Composites you know, with Sean and, um, it was Jesse Panzer and, um, who's Will Stein. the 4th sign' Yeah. Bill sign. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. He's amazing. Um, how was that adjusting to this? You know, I don't want to say Americanized, but, um, like uh, different style team where it's not, not military. Um, I'm, and I'm not saying that they don't take it seriously, but, um, what were the, what'd you like about it or, um, um, you know what? Yeah, I
3: mean, no, you're right. I mean, um, both areas are super professional. Of course, uh, the military style is one way to do it. Um, it's not always the correct one. But I mean, being involved in aerobatics, besides flying in the Air Force, I was flying outside of the Air Force. So I, I've been involved in um, general aviation flight in my country and around the globe for many years. Uh, I mean, Red Bull Airways also uh, taught me that part of the world. So when Sean called me, actually, um, I, I went to Salinas, California, uh, where Sean is based. And so we have the first training camp there. And mm-hmm. so, and that was February, 2020. And um, so I got there and, and I knew, I mean, I'm the new guy because, I mean, Sean was flying with uh, Jesse in t- 2019. They were doing the uh, two-ship formation team. Yeah, that's right. Sean has has flown with Bill since I can remember. So oh my gosh, they, knew, they have the longest uh, it, history. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, Bill Stein, which is uh, such an experienced formation pilot, an aerobatic pilot, but I heard he talking is a, incredible. Talking specific about the uh, formation. He's a, whew, he's an amazing, amazing formation pilot. I've heard. So I say, yeah, well, yeah. um, so I need to adjust. I mean, I am the guy who needs to adjust to the team and, and that was my approach to be honest. So. The first training camp. I mean, the first couple of flights, uh, I flew with Bill. Yeah, Bill was my instructor on the, in the extra, and we flew 300 Ls. And because they, I mean, sorry, they needed a a left wing pilot, so they asked me, hey, can you fly on the left wing? I said sure. I mean, I, I can fly in any position. Just let me know which one I need to do, and I will do my job. It's child's said, play. Yeah. For you. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna be a number three, so you're gonna be on the left side. Okay. Sure. So I. I did a couple of flights with Bill because uh, the idea was for him to check me out to see if I was able to fly with the team and if I understood a little bit of, about formation flying. And so it was really cool. Uh, and so we did basic maneuvering and then they, we practiced some other stuff and then we we spent almost three weeks flying there. I mean we did two flights every day and so we did a lot, a lot of training. Um, and So the first goal was for me to understand the way the team was flying. Uh, We went through the entire procedures. I mean, we spent almost two days looking at the books and see how the call signs and this uh, hand signals and how Sean makes these kind of uh, signals and what Bill Bill was trying to introduce to the team. So yeah, I was paying attention just to, to understand their process and be able to adjust with my previous knowledge. And of course, follow the, the team rule because that's, that was my goal at the end. So it was, it was a very interesting, uh, first month to be honest. And I, and, and I really enjoy fly with them. That was, that was a good, uh, first, uh, approach.
1: Yeah, they
0: are, no, I mean, we they're were, all legendary
1: um, and we excited.
0: I know it's such a bummer, um, Fucking that they, you know, it, Lost their spo- yeah, yeah that they lost their sponsorship um because that would have been yeah. um I, you know Jeff and I talk about it a lot um I own a former former Northern Lights Midwing wing and uh, I'm, it's no um, big deal no big deal no whatever <laughs> it's the coolest airplane ever no big deal but it's yes, um you know I, I love I always have I, I'm and I'm I'm former military uh, F eighteen mechanic so I I always mm-hmm. loved the Blue Angels but I've I always have a um I've always had a soft spot for civilian. Formation teams. Um, yes, of course. And I love yeah. the Northern Lights. And so when I was hearing about this, you know, four ship uh, GB one team being stood up and obviously every single person <laughs> that's on the roster of that team is You know a legend in their own right. I mean uh, it would have been just such an incredible thing to see on the air show circuit So it's a, yeah, you know, Yeah, maybe things will change but um, or you yeah, know, I hope so. I, okay. so What's what's the what's does the this status have a the team beat? now?
2: Yeah
1: uh, Sorry does it still have a heartbeat is it is it lost cause or is it
3: uh yeah i mean we worked really hard uh last year uh due to COVID, actually we decided to come here to arkansas and we spent from may to september flying almost every month here and doing yeah um, like three weeks of training one week back home three weeks of training uh trying to set up the the team i mean first getting used to the gamer, then uh flying formation in the gamer and then flying all of us and be able to set up a, a a show um so yeah it was it was a lot of work um well basically well then the due to COVID, the, the team lost the sponsor. so uh i i, I mean i i yeah. i think the good thing to say is that the, the team is like in a pause sure until sean can define uh the future of the team in terms of bringing a sponsor back or more than one. And from that point, um, of course, Sean has to think about uh, pilot. Maybe he's not going to keep the same uh, formation team pilots. Maybe he's going to bring somebody else. Um, yeah, but I mean, I know he's working on that. I mean, he he's still uh, fighting to, to keep the team alive, um, which is great. I mean, I, I hope he can he can really succeed on that.
0: Me too. That would be great. Yeah. Where did yes. the um where where did the airplanes go? Are they in Bentonville? Just kind of uh, yes, uh, they're
3: here. They are in a they are hangar in um in an airport close to Bentonville. It's called Crystal Lake. So they airplanes okay. are there. Yes. Okay.
1: Did you guys ever get to the point where? Because you guys, were, I remember when I was even, I was there. You guys were training a lot. And yes. Did you ever get to the point where you you had a structured show? And you flew an actual practice show? Not yes, obviously yes. over. We got to that point. So you- I mean,
3: we wow. built so you the were sequence. Real close. Yeah, we built the sequence. Uh, and we flew the sequence so many times, which was great. I mean, it was super good training. And we actually got our SAC cards for to get our. I mean, I needed my formation card as well. So we did the evaluation for the team uh, with that sequence. Uh, so everybody, I mean, Sean, Bill and Jesse can put the, the GB one on, on their cards and, and I was getting my first SAC card as well. So we did a, all that process. So yeah, it was, it was actually the sequence was quite good, quite, quite good. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, it was, it was a lot of so fun then, to fly. So oh, then when COVID hit, did that. you,
1: COVID hit and then I guess you just threw another cell phone somewhere. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. You, you exactly. flew to
0: the Bahamas, flew threw another cell phone in the water. Yes. Yes. The Caribbean. Shit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I drank a, uh, a couple man. of gannits of beer and then they came back.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I want Christian to visit me. I might lose something. <laughs> Stay certainly away from a cell, me, man.
0: Certainly a cell phone.
1: <laughs> Definitely losing a cell phone, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so was it um, Was amazing? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a huge Sean Tucker fan, have been since I was a kid. Um, he you know, has spent so much of his time as a solo high-energy act, but has always had these kind of pet projects of formation flying, uh, like he did with the collaborators. He's done a lot of stuff with Bill Stein. Um, What uh, I mean, he must have been super excited to stand up this four-ship team. Um, So I I can only imagine he's working hard to get – I mean, he's going to – Sean Tucker is going to get what Sean Tucker wants.
3: So it's only a matter of time before
0: a sponsorship is lined up.
3: I I definitely agree with you. And uh, all the – I mean, everybody who knows Sean is – super uh, high energy person I and mean, he's a lovely person. And yeah, I mean, he has all the energy in the world, so he will make it happen. And yeah, for me, I mean, it was, a, I mean, be able to fly with him, uh, for me, it's a legend in, in the aviation industry. Yeah. I mean, what he has accomplished during all this time, it's, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I was, I was, I mean, I, I felt really lucky to be able to to share this guy with, uh, with Sean, with Bill, and with Jesse. Um yeah, I was super, super excited about the project. So I think the project will obviously, come back and we'll continue. Yeah, Sean's
1: obviously um, you know, he's a definitely a great pilot pilot. Uh, but he's um you know, he's got the science down to market Oh you my know, gosh. and get sponsorships. Yes. And he's a business powerhouse for sure. He if is. I was ever gonna yes. get into the uh air show industry, um I would, you know, who knows if he would even take my phone call, but I would call him and be like, all right, um, give me some, give me some advice. Like what's, what can yes. I, uh, you know, Definitely. Yes. He, yes. he's that's just a, very good. the right at it.
3: person to, to go on and ask for, for help. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He'd be the right uh, person to consult. That's for sure. <laughs> yes.
3: Yes, of course.
1: <laughs> I almost wish that like air shows like, you know, like it's going to sound stupid, but whatever. I've done it and said stupid things. Um, so with sports teams like adMLB MLB, you have a sports agent and when you're a good player, an agent will represent you and get you obviously a signing contract, but get you endorsements, sponsorships. So I wish that there was like a Jerry Maguire for the airshow industry where like,
3: <laughs> yeah, that will be amazing. <laughs>
1: right. Cause like, yes. you know, like, like even, and I'm not trying to, 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 um, blow up your head here christian but like you're a very marketable person and you have an extensive background so like if there was somebody like jerry that you could be that would be like hey i'm gonna take you on and then let him do all the uh the corporate the paperwork stuff up, and like yeah like, yeah, like yes. call up you know um whomever uh i don't know fucking i think i name. think
3: you i mean you you have a key point there i mean that's I think that's the way to go. I mean, the, the, I think the industry, the air show industry in this country has to change and it needs to go that way. Uh, yeah. So the air show industry can survive because it's getting Mark really Mark, way. we
1: should start a company. What's the name yes. of that company that, and Jerry Maguire, what was the name of the sporting company? I can't think of it.
0: I don't remember it, but it sh- it should be called prestige worldwide. If we're going to start a company. Prestige from, <laughs> from Step Brothers.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, you should do it. Yes, definitely.
1: Oh hell yeah. yeah! Let's do it yeah. more. I'm game. I'm game. So Christian, Very, what is like, your role Trojan at
3: Trojan
0: game... Condoms? Oh my god, <laughs> Magnum, KY.
3: <laughs> oh, man, he could be a great sponsor. Yeah.
0: Hey, why not? If they, yeah. You know what? If they have the money, you know what? Of course. Who, who's we'll yeah, like, who's writing the check? We'll put
1: a- we'll put Astroglide on the oil as we're putting it in the airplane. <laughs> 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 lubed, lubed, up. There's gonna yeah. be no
0: no friction whatsoever in that engine.
1: Yep. Oh my god. Cam guard my ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, that's a Yeah, Mark. Mark and I are gonna be agents. Fuck this shit. I'm, I'm Show super me game. the money.
3: Yeah. Show me the money. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it oh, is. Man. It is weird. um the, and you'd be a good person to ask this Christian. you know we people that are that have been on the air show circuit you know we we tend to ask this question but there's been obviously a degradation of in major sponsorships uh title sponsors yes. for air show teams and or individuals what what would you attribute that to is it just is it just such a niche subset of a, of a marketable industry that you know uh, the juice isn't worth the squeeze so to speak these companies are just finding it not worth it or 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 our pilots themselves, I mean, it kind of does answer its own question that we're not marketable as pilots. We, we're bad at marketing ourselves, so to speak, um, as, a, as an industry. Or, you know, what do you what would you attribute that to?
3: Well, I think, uh, I mean, I don't see the aviation community as a niche. Uh, maybe somebody's driving and, and trying to set up that kind of image for the aviation community, but I, I think that's the wrong message um i think we as air, air show pilot pilot in in general we are we are helping to promote that bad idea and we need to change that um mm. uh, i think uh, everybody who looks into aviation said, oh that's way too expensive and nobody wants to see it anymore uh, i think they're completely wrong uh, they're getting the wrong message i mean just see i mean before COVID, i mean every show is full of people and everybody yeah. every yeah. time you see an airplane in the sky i mean even if you're not a pilot you're going to look up and say man that's an airplane what a cool thing to do yeah. so i mean yeah it's uh it's the right way i mean i i think somebody needs to believe um i think we are everybody's trying to fight for a couple of coins out there and we're fighting between each other and we're losing all the sponsorships um because so i, I think we need to change the way to approach this, I mean, we really, uh, for example, your idea is great. I mean, we need to uh, get somebody like Jerry Maguire and get this. Uh, try to yeah bring the the companies back and, and and invest in this because that's the way to go. Um,
0: that's a huge yeah, spectator because, sport. I mean, in that regard, you know, um, how many millions of people but, go to air shows throughout the country every yes, year?
3: Yes, exactly. And um, so, but I, uh, yeah, I think, I think Mark, you're right. To,
1: I think Mark's right yeah. though because like. If you're like, you take a guy like, like, um, any top air show performer, I don't want to name drop and yeah. they have to spend all year training, you know, obviously to keep their body in shape, but also to practice and this and that. And then on top of that, you know, marketing and, and branding and, you know, getting average, yeah, I mean, getting sponsorship, that's a full time job. So like, how is Absolutely. that even possible?
3: It's It's not possible. It's almost impossible. No, Yeah. no.
1: So it's yeah, like so, then you got to ask these guys who are top level performers. You got to go okay, take a hundred thousand dollar loan, hire somebody with marketing experience, and then maybe you'll get a sponsor. And it's that's a big risk, you know, especially on a yes. on a airshow budget where air shows, from what I understand, really aren't paying anymore.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're not paying anymore.
1: So yeah, and
0: um, I'll I'll say shout out to Rob Holland who texted me after the podcast um that we did. I think it was last podcast. Uh, to correct me, that uh, Oshkosh and Sun and Fun both do, are on not paid shows, uh, yes. which shocked
1: me. Um, I had no yes, idea. They're
3: not. They're not. Um, they don't pay. They uh, don't to me, pay the, the yeah. It, it, it,
1: well, Mark, they're not making any money at AirVenture. Venture. I mean, there's only a million people that go there. They're I not guess so. Any money. Yeah. I guess yeah. You know, that's that's the problem. Just, yeah.
3: No yeah. I mean, problem. there's a, just a couple of guys uh, in the U.S. making money from. Uh, I like being an airshow pilot. I mean, uh, it's just a few. Well, and Sean
0: Tucker was such a perfect example of that. I mean, and, you know, that's the other, you know, the other thing. And it's it's not a knock on uh, pilots, but... By and large, like we're pilots because we're, we're good at flying or maybe we're not good at flying, but we're pilots anyway. But the thing yeah. that maybe we're not is good at marketing or good at selling ourselves or
2: exactly. being
0: overtly personable. And I mean, Sean is going to go down as like, you know, you could write a book on how to how to market an air show team uh, or market yeah. yourself as an air show pilot because um, he was so good at that. And And the people that aren't good at that, you know, it's like that case of squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? You know mm-hmm. he got he got a big sponsor and 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 was able to make a career out of it but um the people that that may be you know better pilots are as good just can't market themselves in a way to make it happen and so you know yes. they just you just end up missing out
3: Yeah, right uh, yeah uh, i think that's a that's a key point um yeah i mean if you if you look on other sports i mean uh, a basketball player i mean he's a good great basketball player but that guy is not managing any of the sponsorship i mean there's right no. yes he's so, paying somebody a
0: fee to do it all for him and, and exactly. it is a full-time job it absolutely is yes
3: and i mean somebody can, can say yeah but i mean the visibility of a basketball player is higher than uh, a pilot so sure yeah it could be but we can we can change that i mean yeah uh it's it's not just being on the uh just in the show i mean there's so many other things that an show pilot can do during the year to increase visibility and keep the sponsors around you. Uh, I mean, some of the show icons. I mean, which because they are they are icons. I mean, at the end they they are a, a way of life, right? It's this. It's like a hero. And, Absolutely. And, and you need to build an, that hero image around that person and and the companies will love that i mean that's for example what airways was aiming i mean these guys are heroes and uh and so everybody wants to be like this guy like the best football player or the best basketball player i mean i think we need to to think big in the aviation community and we need to go that way um, yeah but yeah. in order to do that we need to stop uh, fighting each other i mean uh, we need to try to get along and, and try to, at the end, if we do that, we, we will be able to get more for everybody. Um, yeah, maybe that's the way to go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not in the air show scene, um, but have friends that are, um, you know, that, that are in the air show circuit and hearing the cutthroat nature of, of pilots against other pilots is it's one of those things that like really, I, I don't, I don't have that, that, side of me to where i can Mm -hmm. you know i can go to jeff or or you or anybody else and be like you know what i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna sideline them undercut them or uh you know spread a rumor about them or 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 go to the 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 air show director and get them pulled from a show or whatever it is like i hear so much of that kind of stuff which is really bizarre to me
3: it's really bizarre it shouldn't it shouldn't happen and so maybe we are also killing the air show um arena i mean i don't know by doing those kind of stuff so yeah so speaking
1: of uh arena um really doesn't coincide at all with this but we were talking (laughs) to philip and um you guys were talking about maybe doing a tour with the game bird around the united states is that oh
3: yes yes i mean we're please let that uh, happen yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes i mean um one of our ideas for this year is to uh, is to bring the the GB1 gamer closer to our public, our customers, uh, our future customers as well. Um, yeah. I mean, we are pretty central uh, in the US, but uh, due to COVID restrictions, a lot of people don't want to travel, right? Uh, because, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it can be tricky. So uh, one of ideas to is to do a couple of um, demo flights or training camps. And we're thinking about like four corners of the U S uh, we're going to try to do something on the south east around Florida. Then we're going to go north to the, uh, the New York area. And then we're so going to go are New to York wait, wait, wait. Don't skip uh, we're over me. For, you we're have to come to me. <laughs> yes, exactly. we have it for options and what better. Problem solved. Better, come right to me. <laughs> yes, What better, uh, way to to do that by talking to our friends in the aviation community and yeah. be able, because I mean, for example, I don't know the New York area, so what better way to ask you and say, Hey, what do you recommend? Uh, should we go this place or should we go to that place? And the idea is to bring a couple of game maybe two or three, so they can know the airplane and, uh, provide some, uh, demo flights. So for future customer, they can see it yeah, and if they like buyers. the airplane, of course, the they can, they can be interested buy in buying the airplane and whatever you on do, the other side, do not, hmm?
1: I was saying, whatever you do, do not bring it to the Bay area. It's just a bunch of tire kickers over there. How dare okay. you?
3: <laughs> well, we're going to bring it there and then we're <laughs> going to go also to <laughs> South uh, California. So we're going to try to cover at least the four corners of the U S uh, and that would, be, awesome. uh, I, and that would be great marketing
1: that- to put on social media too. Yes. Absolutely. Really cover yes. it absolutely.
3: And, and maybe by doing that, we can help people to move closer distance and be able to access the airplane. And why not? I mean, they uh, enjoy the game, but as, as we do, and if we have the time, depending on how many days we're going to spend in each location, maybe so that, like, like do uh, do like a small formation clinic or basic adiabatic, uh, I don't know, uh, training camp or something like that. So that's, that's more or less the idea. Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna go through the year moving the Europeans around. So
1: So by the sound, by the sounds of it and what, you know, Mark and I are kind of seeing on the internet, it doesn't seem like you guys are going to have like a dealer program where there could be like dealers, or is that something that you guys would consider?
3: Oh, we are thinking about that. Uh, we are not close on, on that idea. Um, but we, yeah, I mean, we're open to that, and that's something that we need to sit down and, and analyze it for the for the future. But for know. now, since we have these um, travel restrictions still in the U.S., uh, we wanna we wanna bring the gamers to you, uh, in, and and avoid you the travel to get here. I mean, if somebody wants to get to Bentville, which is a great area, I mean, we're more pleased to to receive them here, but why not taking the opportunity to fly around the country and and show the airplanes around?
0: Sure. That's, that's really cool. I, I hope, um, I I can't wait to see you guys. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah. We're really looking for that.
1: Anyway, um, no, I, I would love to be a dealer, but we got to talk offline on that. Um,
3: (laughs) of course,
1: yeah. Um the other cool thing um and not to keep referencing um uh you and Philip but are you guys both training uh with Aresty flying already or, or cuz I know Philip told me he was going to do some stuff with Rob are you still keeping yes. active with Oresti?
3: Uh we are trying. <laughs> awesome. we're trying. That's awesome. when we have time yes uh we are trying to 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 train uh, a little bit I mean so what do you, what do
1: you like about it's the game bird? <laughs> yeah. No, I trust me. I know it's freaking yeah. like sub zero here. Um, so what do you like about the game bird for a rusty? or yeah, I guess I could say that a rusty style of flying, um, cause you've flown extras and you've flown us, you know, you've you, you have a, yes. a wide variety of uh, yeah. airplanes. Um, I've already spoken about how, my love for the game bird as far as a uh, aerobatic machine, but um, what do you like about it?
3: I love the flight controls, um, setting on the airplane. I love the elevator, uh, how the ailerons handle, it has a very good center. Uh, the ailerons behave really well in different, uh, uh, speeds. The plane snaps really, really well. Um, so yeah, the flight controls are amazing on the airplane. It really, really helps you to, to fly the plane. So, um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that, that's the thing that, that, I, that I will say. It's a fast airplane. Uh, it's a big challenge to control the speed uh, in some of the maneuvers, which is fun. Uh, but being able to have um, that kind of efficiency <clears> on <throat> the flight controls, uh, for me, it's, uh, it's something really valuable. Yeah.
1: The, only, the other thing I found interesting about the Game Bird is that, obviously, it doesn't have spades, but did you ever Spend any time tweaking those because you have so much experience with Red Bull and setting up an airplane. Um, did you feel any need to adjust the ailerons or anything on the airplane to get it to fly the way you specifically wanted to fly?
3: Um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't done any on uh, with the gv one yet um, because we haven't had the time to to play a little bit with the airplane. To be honest, so uh, we're flying the plane like like it is. Uh, uh, of course, there is always uh, room to to modify and to set up as as you really like. Um, yeah, but that's something that when I when I have time, I I would try to do it, and then I let you know. <laughs> but for now, yeah. no, it's, it's... it's okay.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it, I Christian. I what is uh, what is your actual official? I don't know if we asked your official kind of title and role at Game Composites.
3: Oh, I'm the sales manager for Game Composite. Um, and so i'm working um specifically now for the gb1 uh and i'm also taking care of the flight training uh at game composite okay um, transition training, training and checkouts yes exactly we're doing uh, every time a customer uh, purchases an airplane uh, we offer uh, i mean the with the base price it comes with 10 hours of training so i'm um, i'm doing all that training as well to fly with them, make them comfortable during those 10 hours before they, they take the pain out of the factory. Um, I'm doing that and we are offering also training for anybody who needs from formation training or aerobatic training, to recovery training as well. So all those areas, um, I'm covering as well. So it's good. It's, it's a lot of fun. I get to fly. So, which is great.
0: That's great. Oh, nothing better than getting paid to fly something fun. Yes. Very cool trying to think of uh, what else i want to ask you here jeff you got anything else <clears throat>
1: um well we asked philip and he didn't really answer it but can you tell has anybody scared you in an airplane i mean you're doing a lot of tests not test flying you're giving a lot of like demo rides mm-hmm. has any interesting stories with that with uh you know anybody uh demo flights not safe not safe to fly <laughs> but like, yeah. you don't have the name name not asking you to name names but like what happened? Was it just like a terrible landing or just terrible aerobatics?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a couple, um, one time we <laughs> were doing a formation training flight. I mean, it was more like a demo. It was not a training flight, actually, to be honest, it was a demo yeah. flight and I was, and we were flying with a passenger, uh, and each plane and, uh, and for any reason, my passenger freaked out, uh, that wasn't an extra 300. Miles. It was back in Chile and he grabbed the stick in the middle of a loop and i don't know why he got nervous and so he grabbed the stick and he pulled with all his force all the way back so he pulled the stick all the way back so in the middle of the loop i was out i didn't know what was going on and we would start going down like doing loops and loops and loops and i started yelling to the guy Release the stick, okay. you can't yeah. imagine Did you hit him all the words in the head. Right. Uh, you and you can hit him, him in the head, like, right? Yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, there was so many G's that I couldn't move. I mean, and I was worried because <laughs> we were going down and uh, we were, we were flying, I don't know, like 3000 feet. Oh and shit. I think after like the third loop, I was, the guy was able to, to get, uh, to take their hands out of the controls and that Jeez. was insane. <laughs> And that was not not fun at all. Uh, And another time we were uh, sorry.
1: No, go go go. Uh,
3: Another time we were doing some photograph uh, session. We were flying in a diamond formation. And the guy who was flying with number four, which is the slot pilot, was the guy was carrying a camera. And in the middle of the flight, he decided he was uncomfortable, so he opened the seatbelts. Oh my God. He <laughs> and he didn't tell the pilot and we were doing like oh a, a couple of uh, barrels and some inverted flight. And of course, if you're not properly seated and if you don't have your seat belt, you're going to get out of the cabin. Right. And yeah. as soon as we went inverted, uh, the first thing that came out was the camera and he, the camera went through the canopy. He made a huge hole. And. Oh shit so you can imagine the mess we had at that time well likely nothing happened we went we went back to um for landing and the funny part yeah. of that was as soon as we came back to like level flight i was flying in the right wing so i look at this guy and i, I my but yeah man are you okay and the guy said yeah i mean this guy just broke the canopy and it was funny because i can i i, I was able to see the 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 guy's head out of the canopy like <laughs> trying to Bring his body inside the 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 seat. I mean, it was was really bizarre. uh, I thought you were gonna
1: say the funny thing was that extra build You guys, a hundred thousand for a canopy.
3: (laughs) Oh yes,
0: that's the unfunny (laughs) part. Yeah, that's the unfunny part.
3: So yeah, there's a couple of stories. Uh, People putting the, uh, I mean, freaking out and stepping on the rudder, which is which is bad as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Did you have brakes in the front seat of the extras?
3: Yes. Yes, we had breaks shit. Yes. (laughs) That's
1: always fun. fun Oh my God. And you're, so what are you doing? So you're working in, in Bentonville, Arkansas, but you're, I see your Facebook and you flying back on the weekends and stuff.
3: Oh, yes. I'm still commuting. Uh, my family's in Florida, uh, so far, uh, because my kids I love Florida. I need to move to Florida. Um, so yeah, by, by the end of, uh, the school year, they're going to move here. So for now, they're there. Nice. I'm commuting back. I'm, I'm, I'm forward. I'm you should forward
0: get game there, composites so. to move to Florida.
3: Yes. I think that will be great. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> I'm going to call him after, after yeah. this podcast.
1: Yeah, That's going to be a wait tough wait move yet. for you, Christian. You guys, I feel like Christian's family is going to get off the plane like the Jamaican bobsled team.
0: Yeah. It's like a (laughs) hundred degree difference, you know, in temperature. Yeah. Oh yes. Especially
3: man. when I was freezing here, said, Oh, and I called my wife, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're here, we're fine. It was seventy-three Fahrenheit in Florida and I was minus thirty here. Man, this is insane.
1: You're gonna have to start like training them, like go take them to the nearest ice rink and (laughs) hang out. Yeah, Yeah. just sit on the ice.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. One of the thing that I miss the most is the beach. I mean, I, I love being on the beach. So, but I mean, it, this is a beautiful area around here. Right? It's great people and the company is amazing. So yeah, I'm having a blast. It's great. No, it's
1: a freaking the build the air. I didn't go outside the airport when I went, um, uh, uh-huh. but it's so built up. I mean, it's yes. I guess, Is it safe to say state of the art? I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, the, this and building this... was
3: built precisely for game composite. So, um, it's, it's a really cool building and everything is, is well prepared to, I mean, it's designed to produce airplanes. So it's, it's yeah, it's really cool. Oh, we're doing, we're awesome. doing tours. Um, uh, so everybody who, who is gonna listen to this podcast later, I mean, if he wants to come here and, and do a tour, I mean, we're more than happy yeah. to, to host. That's next. something
1: that, that is something that we spoke about. I think with Philip, not to say again, but you know, when you're looking to buy an airplane, I feel like pilots in the market that they can't be bashful. They have to go to these factories and they have to test fly and, and know that yes, you know, um, you know, it's not a bad thing that if you don't buy their product, but you should definitely, you know, dropping that kind of money, you, you gotta go test fly it, right?
3: Yes, exactly. I mean, everybody who contact me for like He's interested in the game, but I always tell them you need to come here uh, unless we are close to you. But I mean, you need to get here, see the factory because it's. I mean, it's you can see what is behind, who's behind building the airplane, uh, if there is a logistic support or not, which is also important. I mean, planes are not cheap. I mean, it's a big, big uh, investment, and also flying the airplane. You need to like the airplane before you buy it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Just buy another stuff. uh, so yeah, I will. Yeah, that's that's a mess to do. You have to fly the airplane, not yeah. even because uh, it, it, it looks nice, but uh, you need to feel <laughs> comfortable with it.
1: Yeah, well, the single place kind of be on a GB one, which you actually like you it. know, what looks really I love good. it, but but why did you guys name it? Why didn't it get named the GB two because it's two seats? Why,
3: <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, GB one, get them. Yeah, it's I'm still a, getting... a, a, an option for the for the gamer for the GB one, the single canopy. Uh, it looks more. I mean, it has like a I love more sporty look. Yeah, um, it looks really yes. good. So, but for now, it's still an option. Uh, you never know what can well, what we can have in the future. But uh, for now, it's still an option for the single canopy when people are uh, making airplane purchases
0: how much uh, like what percentage are buying a single place in addition to the to the two-place canopy or is has anybody ordered just a single place
3: uh no no everybody is uh i mean the last uh three customers have decided to have both options Uh, the good thing is it's pretty simple uh it's a two-person job um it takes maybe an hour to change it or so it's it's a very simple process to okay to remove the canopy and put the other one or, or put it back so mark yeah, you got to go to I the mean, factory
1: there's there's so I much really on this to... airplane that it's i can't describe it because i'm an idiot but um there's so many cool things that they've done to this airplane that um i love to, you know what you mark and i need to come down and do like a video log yes, like an in-depth course. review of the gb yeah, whenever
3: whenever you have time please that would be a blast. You're more than welcome. Come here, and we Let's can do some flights, and um, yeah, you can, yeah, we can have fun. Let's do that, man. I mean, of you should it. do the postcast from here. And yes, that would be a blast. We do the test flight.
1: Can we that get would be Stu so Walton much on?
3: It's
1: huh? <laughs> like, can we get Stu Walton on? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, there we go. We can ask him. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. Huh? You yeah, never know.
1: i don't get it. Because he's got some cool <laughs> airplanes too. I mean, you guys got a whole yes. shit ton of warbirds there. Jesus.
3: Yeah, So he's a couple of Mustangs, a Spitfire, uh, a Super Corsair here. Do those Storch. fly
1: regularly? I yes. can't say that word, by the way.
3: Yes, they fly very regularly, so it's good to see them here. They are cool airplanes. I love warbirds. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you ever get any rides in them?
3: No, not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm in the waiting line, uh, so. <laughs> Every time I see one, hey, I'm here I can go flying so yeah Jeez. It's, yeah it's oh, cool awesome. I would love to go
0: out there and um I flew uh, a Phenon 300 in there years ago and I, I actually got to meet Philip it was cool um but that yeah, was like before great. the factory was kind of stood up and all that stuff okay. um so I gotta I gotta make my way out there and, and see the facility and, and see uh, see everything and meet you guys that would oh, be a blast
3: yes of course. Yeah, whenever you have time, please come by. That will be yeah, great.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll,
0: we'll make it happen. I will
1: definitely take you up on that. We should definitely do that, Mark. I'm all. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. No, I, you know, I'm, we'll come I'm out there with our new sports management company.
2: Yes. yes Prestige
0: Worldwide. Man.
1: And you know, we'll so We're yeah. gonna bring you a contract, Christian. We're gonna bring you a contract to sign. It's gonna be a. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sounds good. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna make it like a million, like a thousand pages, come up with this Bible like contract, and slam it on your desk.
3: Okay. Yeah, no worries. If it's a good deal, we go for it. Huh? There we go.
1: I wanna make bank, bro. Yeah. Drive a Range Rover.
0: I'm telling you, procedural wine, dude. We'll make it happen.
1: Maybe we should call it the Catalina wine mixer contract.
0: Yes. <laughs> should be our first air oh show. Catalina Uh, Wine Mixer Air Show. Yeah, we're
1: gonna fly it to Andrea Bocelli. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, I gotta. So we need some like details here. Uh, We're about to wrap up, but any air show performers besides you know you and Phil, anybody maybe coming on the scene, flying some air shows and some GBs that we can kind of expect in the next two or three years?
3: Um. Oh, any talks going on? uh not that i'm aware for now um
1: no we gotta fix that because no. i love i watched the video of philip now. flying it at oshkosh and he yeah the airplane really performs well
3: yeah really it looks like an rc <laughs> it's amazing yeah. it's got that barn <laughs> door elevator
1: yeah. um now and then you know philip said he was coming back to competition which is great and you know obviously the two of you guys coming back would be amazing and with MX and GameBird and extra, it can kind of Yeah, we're finally gonna be at the Nationals.
3: Like... Really? Oh that's exciting. Yes. Yes, we're gonna be at the Nationals. I'm uh, not gonna We to. are we are a sponsor for the Nationals, but the, our, our, one of our goals is to be at the Nationals. So yeah, we need we need a we have a lot of work to do to prepare and to uh, but yeah that's our dude goal. everybody but, yeah. does.
1: I've yes, flown one time it's just but, ridiculous uh, <laughs> mark mark lives in a 70 degree year-round temperature and he hasn't even flown
0: dude it's just a spoiled I brat i it was <laughs> raining today i can't even manage to get myself together to fly this sequence to fly the known i can't even i can't he's even too,
1: can't you know what the problem together. with mark christian is is that he's so hard on himself it's uh, okay. <laughs> so Damn. hard on himself <laughs> are you like that too you seem like you're more laid back i mean You just, I feel like you get back from a practice, a practice race, Christian, and you're just throwing shit around the hangar and drinking, the whole time.
3: Sometimes, (laughs) yeah. I mean, depending on what type of, I mean, sometimes you get good days of flying and some days really shitty days, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, It depends on the day, but
0: I don't know what those good days are like, but I know the shitty days. Definitely know the shitty (laughs) days.
3: Oh yes, (laughs) we all we all do.
1: you should post more video of your shitty flying mark because everybody enjoys it and makes everybody feel so good about themselves
0: i have i have endless um, endless amounts of it yeah yeah no worries you're not chain. the only one
1: i think it's i don't think it's you i think it's your airplane i think it's the mid is that mid-wing what it is sucks.
0: Sell that totally thing is.
1: you know christian they're part of a group they call themselves the Midwing mafia on a scale of yes. one to ten how much do you not want to be in that group <laughs> <laughs> First of all, we don't call eleven. The so,
2: there
0: is
1: no group.
3: <laughs> yeah, twelve. You're uh, so
1: full of it. You guys call yourselves the Midway Mafia. Yeah, there's you,
3: you there... guys. Have, you guys have yeah. You have have a mafia there. Yeah, it's I like
1: mean, the Sandlot. You guys are like the Sandlot boys. Like, oh God. You stick with your with your clothes on it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it is, the Midway
3: is a great airplane. I love it. I mean, I I, I flew that plane in the team, and yeah, it has a, a piece of my heart. But it's a uh, yeah, it's a cool airplane.
1: It's a dog. we are kidding. It's a fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, but
3: it, it's a classic. Why not? I was just gonna man? say it's classic.
0: old. It's old. It's
3: vintage. You no. just sounded like Tony, Let, Mont- let's, he, he let's sounded like Tony Montana there. It's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: a classic, man.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> a classic. It's a classic.
1: Oh my god. Um but yeah, I picture like the midwing mafia showing up with like ring pops as pinky rings. Yeah. You know? There we go. And that
3: will be cool to see. You should do it. Oh my God, I would love it. You Flying tank massage.
1: Tops. <laughs> miss, you massage and uh, the, uh, oh, what's the guy's name down in Florida? Um, Bo? He had an, yeah. That, yeah.
0: Get Bo, get CJ, your, get all the Northern Lights airplanes together. Yeah. You get your like commission f- meetings. F- fly them. <laughs> fly them, them way family. shittier than they've ever been
1: flown before in formation. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and All then we right. have this new thing. Yeah, we're having a but Christian, we got this new thing that when you fly in the front seat, we're trying to spread it. Um, that's what she said. But uh, where you when you sit in the front seat, it's called the massage chair because we have a friend okay. who's got a ton of flying time in the front seat of extras that he breaks about. Uh-huh. So anytime you sit in the front seat, you got to post the picture and call it the massage chair because his name is <laughs> some Polish name that we can't pronounce. Maché. I don't know. How do you it's pronounce It's very easy. Mach-ay. It's Maché. I thought it was... Mach-ay. No, it's... Ma- I thought it was matcha. It's like, no like ma- It's not like the T.
3: Like the T?
0: No, it's Maché. Okay.
3: Okay. Is it Maché? <laughs> poor, poor Jeff.
1: There's a J in there. But there's a J in there. Oh, yeah. That throws me off every time.
3: I wonder it's if I could click. Play-
1: P- <laughs> it's, it's spelled P-U-S-S-Y. And it's pronounced <laughs> Maché.
0: <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I
1: love him though. He's the guy who Adrian wants to kill. You know the guy okay. um who posts the memes about Gen Pro?
3: Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love yes. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've <seen it>. him. <laughs> yeah. Do you appreciate
1: those memes? I love them. Yeah, I mean some, I think they're great.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's just to have fun. I mean it is just to not, have fun. There's no need to be serious, right? It's just just yeah by Facebook.
1: right why not yeah yeah there's no reason to get get all bent out of shape Adrian. yeah
3: exactly <laughs> I agree
1: I agree no it is it's all it's all good fun and I feel bad for Adrian too because every time Mont, whatever the heck posts something he posts at like like six o'clock Eastern time and where Adrian is it's like 12 o'clock p.m. so this poor guy is like finish he finishes dinner no, Twelve twelve a.m. hanging out yeah 12 right? a.m. sorry yeah, yeah exactly um finishes dinner he's in bed just about to fall asleep and then facebook ding ding goes off he's like oh what could this be and then it's this <laughs> asshole that posts <laughs> some shitty meme and the guy's up all night the guy's probably got no out no sleep he's yeah. probably now he's pissed at his wife you know his wife and him he's probably ruined the whole relationship of his marriage you know <laughs> all because of the gen Pro. yeah
3: it. yeah it's a sad story yeah. yeah it's yeah. A sad yeah. story <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> too funny um but yeah man i don't know mark you got anything else i think we've uh we've covered it all i, I don't hit my think main so. topics <laughs>
0: um christian we like really we really appreciate having you on um hey, man, and, thank and you sharing very your much story
3: your invitation uh, has a lot let us fun. know if you're
1: gonna do that tour because we really want to yes, be a part of, of it what well, we'll do
0: we, we, I would love to get you, maybe you and Philip on at the same time, Um, you know, before you guys start this thing, we'll, you know, uh-huh. obviously come and promote it on the show and, and talk about kind of where you guys are going to go in the stops and yes, and uh, really generate course. some buzz on it because it's, Uh, I love, I love stuff like this. You know, this is kind of thinking they outside the box. They did that the with
1: box. the pits. Remember they did it with the S2C? It was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, the way to go.
3: No, of course. Yeah, let's do that. I think it's a great idea. Mm.
1: Yeah, I'll send you my info. And, uh Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's actually pretty neat great. where I'm at, where I'm at. And, uh, Mark's seen my hangar. I got enough yeah. room for oh, you. Oh, that'd be a good spot. It's pretty polished. Yeah. It's on, it's at a non-towered airport and mm-hmm. you know, there's 9 million people on Long Island, which kind of sucks, but there's a lot of pilots. So, Oh, that's um, yeah. yeah, I think it would be uh really rad.
3: Yes. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. I like that idea.
1: And then yeah. we'll drink pina yeah.
3: coladas. Yeah, of course. There you go. Why not?
1: <laughs> and what, 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 um, what airport, if people want to go fly to game bird, what airline, uh, what's the nearest airline hub type place to get there from, uh, uh, you know, somewhat major cities.
3: Well, Dallas, uh, Fort Worth, uh, Charlotte, um, uh, Chicago also has, uh, connections to XNA, which is the original airport here. So you can yeah. get from Charlotte from, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Atlanta. Uh, what city Chicago. is that in
1: uh, Arkansas? Uh,
3: I'm really bad with airport
1: Oh, okay. So it's it, some of the airlines go right near Bentonville.
3: Yeah. That's so great. American, Delta, United flies uh, to XNA, which is uh, yeah Rogers. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. look, it's not Rogers. Uh, Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, it's like Detroit Fayetteville
0: covers covers like all the yeah Northwest regional. Yes.
3: So there, yeah, there's, uh, plenty of connections, uh, actually to get here. It's, it's, it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I just Googled, um, New York to Bentonville XNA for Google mm-hmm. flights. Uh, my dial up connection is, is loading. Um, hold on. Um, it basically said it was one stop and five hours, which is not bad. So yes, yes everybody out there that's. Got time right now? Obviously, if you're home from COVID or whatever, um, it's from New York to Benville is 259 bucks, and it's five hours and 20 minutes to yeah, right great. there. There we so go. Go visit the factory. You don't have to buy a gamebird. There's no pressure, and you will love no. every second of it.
3: But buy yes, one if you want. Definitely, of course, you can you buy can all try. of them. <laughs> if you like. We have plenty of airplanes that we can produce. But if yeah, just come by and. Would you guys ever consider
1: getting into like, it's really tough because with an unlimited aerobatic type airplane, you know, people can really beat on it. But I was thinking about this the other day that it would be great if like Gamebird or Extra, if they offered, um, I'm going to sound really dumb, um, like leasing um, through the company um, to to acquire something like that. But obviously like if you get, if you lease a, If you lease a GB one and you go out and you just knife edge, spin the thing every two seconds and you know, toss a motor, um, that's 70 grand. Um, it's really tough. I get that. But is there any type of like thing that things that you guys are working on to make it easier to acquire, um, one of your aircraft financially?
3: Yeah, we, we are, we are checking options. Um, so yes, we're thinking about that.
1: Yeah, because that would be a That would be a big right, Mark. That would be a big game changer. I think either that or fractional ownership
0: would like that would be so cool to put some sort of fractional ownership together to where. Yeah,
1: like, you know, what would be cool is like if you guys on your website, if like. So, for instance, um, me, if I wanted a two seat airplane and my budget and if I'm willing to if I got one hundred thousand dollars that I'm willing to spend tomorrow on a two seater, I can give you all my info and you guys can stockpile it on your website. And you can even like list. Obviously, you're not going to put my personal information, my name, on your website, but you know you can at least put that. There's somebody on Long Island that you know ponying up a quarter share. We're looking for three other partners. Where maybe it's it makes it easier because believe it or not, like even where I am at in New York, there no the aviation community is somewhat tight, but there's still a lot of people that don't know each other. Yeah. And I know at least three people right now. You know, one of them is in Boston. Um, shout out to this guy, Chris, really cool guy. And, um, another guy I know in Jersey, um, and they're looking for, for, you know, something in the $200,000 range, like a monoplane. Um, they're ready for that step, but they, you know, obviously, you know, it's a tremendous financial burden. So if there was a outlet or a path where they can look on a website or, you know, give their information to game bird or extra or whatever, and just be like, Hey, like I got this much money. I'm looking for, if you hear of any, if anybody else calls. You know, people can check. Would you guys ever do that?
0: Hello? Did we lose him? Oh, we might have lost him.
1: Uh, I guess it was a shitty idea.
0: <laughs> it was so bad he hung <laughs> up.
1: Right. But like, even if like, you, you everyone's say mark, like, if yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, and then at least like now you get some other, you know, XYZ guy who logs onto Game Bird Composite, Game Composites, or whatever. And he's like, Oh, there's already one person in New York that's willing to, to go one fourth. You know, I can, I'll put my name down for the second and just wait it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I bit. mean, if, if they Dude, put we're a. You're coming you know, up with great ideas. Sports agent, sharing airplanes. We're killing it.
0: No, we're killing it. Seriously. Hopefully, we we'll get him back. I, I think we, uh, I don't know where he, where he went.
1: I think he threw um, his cell phone.
0: She probably threw this. in the water. Yeah, he just got, got an the... you know another. He got an email from uh, WCAR that they they canceled canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, god! Well, should we wrap up and and just say goodbye to Christian this way, or should we try to get him back on?
1: Um, let me message him really quick. Is there anything while I'm doing this? I'm just gonna tell him to reclick the link, right? Yeah
3: can you hear me oh, oh he's I back gotcha. yeah i don't know i mean i think my head headset turned off i lost the battery so sorry about that oh, oh gotcha yeah, yeah. but i was listening to what all of uh what you were saying so um oh, cool. i didn't get an email from yet from uh, <laughs> world championship air racing so i'm here i'm here uh, i didn't lost my phone and i was not drinking piña colada so no i'm still here man
1: you were definitely not getting a game bird in the Bay Area. <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad you're still with us here. Um,
0: can you, you want to plug um, your, I know the feedback's so bad without the headphones. Um, you're, you know, anything you want to plug or promote before we, uh, we, sign, you out before we uh, sign you off?
1: Before we sign you off?
3: Sorry? <laughs>
0: It's so bad it's with so the bad feedback. With feedback. It's so bad, it's so with, so the bad with the feedback. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I right. got
3: you, now. you got you now.
1: Yes. No, we're just, no,
3: we're
1: just Mark and I are being, Mark assholes being assholes to each other cuz we can cuz I'm, I'm Mark cutting Mark, Mark, Mark off, off cuz he, can, of he can hear himself on your himself on computer. computer. Yeah. I know. Sorry and everybody in, yeah, everybody in the world is going to hear it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Wrap um, up. Um, Anything you want to plug or promote you know, before we, get you, off, we get you off,
3: Christian? Well, I mean, guys, yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. I, I really, really have a lot of fun talking to you, too. And um, yeah, it was great to be able to uh, show a little bit of my experience and also what we have at Gate Composite. Uh, we're planning really cool stuff for this year. And uh, so as soon as we have more news, we, of course, we will let everybody know so we can we can hang out during the year and and enjoy our game birds. Mm-hmm.
0: That'd be awesome. Oh hell yeah. That'd be awesome.
3: And well and thank you very um, much once one more time. I mean it's, um, it was really cool to to talk a little bit about uh, uh, airplanes. It's always fun to talk about airplanes. So, thank always you. Always
0: fun. It, it is fun. a, pleasure to, it was a pleasure to have you on. Thank
3: you for listening
0: to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website
1: at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or
0: feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit@gmail.com. at gmail.com.